0: Hey, hey, hey! We are glad that you are here and we are back. This is 633 Wake Up Podcast in our Season 3, Because I Said So. I'm Kimberly Belrose, Faith Coach, and I'm with Sharon McComb, Certified Life Coach, because we've joined forces in the pursuit of the more and better life.
1: As Christian women, we looked first to our faith. What we've discovered, each of us, for our own lives, is that it's not because we say so, but because God says so. Jesus said he made a way to have a more and better life, and he left so we can have Holy Spirit to help and guide us in that. Welcome. Join our journey. Bring an open mind and an open heart, an ear to hear, and a willingness to submit. This pursuit is for you too.
0: I love those words. I just love this journey of this pursuit. And we are going to stay in Romans chapter 12 for a while. And we're going to dig in. Just like Sharon and I used to do around her kitchen table with all those versions. We are going to dig in and look at this little bit by little bit, for the upcoming weeks. And we really hope that you will tune in and that you will hear the challenge and accept the challenge. So we're going to start with Sharon reading from the New King James Version of Romans 12, verse 2. And then I will come in with the message version as we dig in and talk about it. So you go ahead. Okay. Sean.
1: So yeah, the the new King James version, Romans 12 verse two says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God.
0: Oh, I love Are the look? word
1: transformed, transformed. I mean, we hear that a lot. Um, um you know, in in the secular world, you know, the new age world, about transformations, right? But the Bible says God renews our minds and transforms us. I think that's awesome.
0: Me too. So the message version writes it this way. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. One of my favorite lines of that is that, I'll be changed and you'll be changed from the inside out. I remember clearly when I first got saved and, you know, there was all of these super rough edges and super bad language and bad habits. And, um, you know, the people around me, the people closest to me, they didn't see a whole lot of change from the outside. But I knew that there was a change on the inside of me the very next day. Because when I said and did things in my old ways, there was a catch in my heart. There was uh, a moment of guilt or, oh, oh, you know, like regret. Stuff like that. The changes began on the inside of me immediately. And some of those things took years to show on the outside. And some of those things, I don't know if they've changed yet on the outside. Um, So the transformation is ongoing, I think.
1: It is. And it's, it's a different journey for everybody, isn't it? Yes. I mean, you hear a lot of stories of um, people who God got a hold of them and they became a whole different person, right? Um, And I've often, you know, I think about this because, and I wasn't going to bring this up, but you led right into it. Um, You know, when I became a Christian, it was really hard for other people around me to notice the difference it's same as you but in a different way right a slightly different way i still acted the same but i mean i wasn't someone who swore a lot i didn't drink a lot i didn't do drugs i didn't you know i was always a nice person right i always helped other people i you know, I was always quiet and positive and tried to, you know, be the peacemaker. So when I became a Christian, and I got born again, my behavior did not change very much. My motive for doing that, those things, is what changed. I did it for a different reason. But it was hard for other people to see that. Yes. right you see people who were drug addicts or they were in prison and and you know and there's a miraculous change you know i almost think it would be easier <laughs> you know they have a they seem to be able to use that uh, major transformation as as a better way to show people what god can do but there are an awful lot of believers that were never in those situations, you know, and how do people like me and them show others that transformation when so much of it is, is internal, right? That doesn't ever get pushed out because we were already doing those things, right? But we were doing them for ourselves. For whatever reason, most of mine was because I'm a pleaser and I wanted people to like me. Right. I didn't know that then, by the way. <laughs> but I mean, I've come to learn that. But now I do it because that's what God says to do. You know, those are that's me being obedient. But it didn't change the behavior. It just changed the motive. Yeah. So what do we say to people who are like that?
0: That's a very good point. And I, um, you know, I think of people who were raised in, you know, pastors' homes or, um, you know, that is the culture that they were brought up in. And, you know, I can think of my, you know, my very first pastor who I will, not my, I guess he was my second, who I will leave unnamed, but, you know, compared to my upbringing and coming under his leadership i mean it was like we would often clash in you know and thank you god that this young pastor had humor at that time because <laughs> you know he he um rose me up is what i'm going to call it you know in love and humor and you know, he would he would have looks sometimes of words that come out of my mouth or things that I did because of how I was raised and how he I, I thought he was raised on a different planet. Um
1: I I think was. <laughs> like I, I mean I'm just gonna say that because there are people who are raised born into a very strong believing, good Christian family that practice what they preach right and that's how they're raised they don't know any different they're you know in in the case of this person i mean he had never really had much experience in life outside that circle of people outside that culture absolutely yeah and and so yeah it, it's almost like being from a different planet it's it's like he and he was born into what we are striving to achieve right that kingdom
0: Culture, Yes, yes. And I know, I have often said in, in the last number of years, um, there are people who do not classify themselves as Christians, or uh, from what we term as being born from above, born again, you know, but they do far more good. And are far more nicer people than a lot of the believers I know. So what they're showing as well, without that love of God in them, the way that we declare, they're doing a far better job. And they're doing what I want to achieve. And so how does that fit?
1: I think it comes back to the motive of your heart. I mean, when God, we're talking this this episode is because I said so, right? Because God said so, and so God sees our outward behaviors, but He also sees our inward motives. And so, I think the transformation that comes from the renewing of our minds, right, is the lining up of the motive being to do as God says and to please God because of what God has done for us, lining up with that behavior, right? Like your message Bible says about the culture. And I think that's a really key word we should keep in mind Um, because what culture do we want to live in? The kingdom culture is very different than the canadian culture we live in and the north american culture that we're in and and so how do we how do we live in that kingdom culture with that kingdom motivation because yeah. that's what he's telling us to do right um we were going to talk about the story of transformation about um a butterfly and i just i'm having this thought i don't want to i don't want to control the conversation but i think the motivation and lining up with the behavior has to do with this portion of that butterfly transformation story we talked about this before kim and i that i read somewhere that when uh Uh, butterfly is in the cocoon. And he has been transformed, he's being transformed in the cocoon from a caterpillar to a butterfly. Um, One of the most important stages of that transformation, and his ability to um, survive as a butterfly in the world is that he has to escape from that cocoon by himself by herself that butterfly cannot survive in the world if someone opens the cocoon and lets the butterfly out right so part of being able to live in the world and stay alive in that culture of the world is the struggle to kick its way out of the cocoon Right? I don't know if other people have heard that. I know I read it somewhere, couldn't tell you where. But what it reminds me of is each of us, in going through this transformation of our mind, um, has to learn our own way between us and God, without other people's help, how to move out into the world, how to take that transformed creation that God has made us on the inside and move into the culture that we live in the world. That's something only us and Holy spirit can accomplish. Right? We can get support by other butterflies floating around saying, yay, Sharon, go Kim. Right. But they can't help us out of the cocoon. They can't help us out of our little bubble of I can be transformed Christian inside my own little world here, but I'm a little nervous about coming out into the world. Does that make sense? Am I just like talking and nobody understanding?
0: No, nope, it makes sense. I, um, you know, it 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 brings me to a thought as you're talking about this individual fight that we have as transformation and that people can't help us get out of there, right? Mm-hmm. One of the things that's coming to my mind, and I've, I've heard many messages on the transformation over the years from a worm to a butterfly and flying how God sees us, and over and over I have heard that the cocoon is God's love. Mm-hmm. That we get wrapped up in that as individually and a freedom comes from the culture and the life that we've had in who they're telling us we are. And when we're wrapped up in God's love and God's word, then we know who he says we are. And we fly. So I've heard many messages about that. And one of the things that we believe is that the Word of God says that Jesus died for us and that we have this belief that we believing there is a God isn't enough. That there is a transformation into a new creature from man to spirit-filled man. We be, there's a difference. You know, the Bible says that believing there is a God isn't enough, that even the demons believe that. But that Jesus made a way for us to have an individual transformation. And when you were talking about that individual fight that we must all encounter um, and experience on our own, I was seeing that as, as the... Salvation experience as well.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because it turns you into a new creature. So that would be like the moment the caterpillar turns into a butterfly.
0: Right. Or decided to get stay still and wrap up in a cocoon.
1: Yeah. And I mean, but but there is a period of time when the butterfly is in the cocoon as a butterfly. Yes. That it. to start to spread it, its wings a little bit and start to tear away the sides the safety of the sides of the cocoon and pull itself out of the cocoon and out into the world and i think as believers we we want to stay in our little church community safe inside the walls of the church safe inside the embrace of other christians you know safe in our little comfort zone right flapping our wings just a little tiny bit when God wants us to spread those wings out and enter out into the world as that new creation. But I mean, it's a way different life out in that world than it is inside the walls of your little church community. And a butterfly who comes out of that cocoon has no idea what it's going to face in the world. Right? It's a brave new world, as they say, right? So, how do we get to go back to the scripture? You know, how do we get to that point where the transformation has happened on the inside of the cocoon, but we want to get out and be in the world? I mean, we're told to be in the world, but not of the world, right? And that, to me, speaks directly to this transformed creature that we've become being out in the world, but not getting conformed to it, not adjusting to that culture so much that we lose what happened in the transformation.
0: Right? Yes. I mean, I'm looking again at the message Bible says you know, readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, dragging you down to its level of maturity, God brings the best out in you. And, you know, that is the transformation is to live differently than the world, but in the world
1: but in the world. And I think we both said that, right? It's that being in the world, but not being the same as the world. And that's a hard thing for people. It's really easy to, to live a quiet Christian life, you know, in your home or in your family, or even inside your church, listening to what God wants you to do, doing those things. You know, you can be a very quiet, small Christian, not, not that that's a bad thing, but I do believe we're to also take that out into the world, and so you know i' i I think that and I mean I'm not saying I'm not guilty of this because I am um i'm I'm pretty open to speaking about my Christian experience, like my the times that God has spoken things to me. And ask me to do things. I will share with other Christians. You know. That's not something I tell other people though. That aren't Christians. Or other people in my life. Right. It took me a long time. And still takes me a long time. Of God poke, 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 poking me. To to pray for somebody. In a public place. Or ask somebody if I can pray. Even a neighbor. Right. So I'm not saying I'm there. By any means. But I do believe that we are to walk as that transformed creature in the world that we are surrounded by. And it says, don't be conformed by that world, which means we're to stand out.
0: Yeah, we're to be different.
1: We're to be different. And so, you know, begs the question um, to our listeners and to ourselves, you know, do the people around us, the people in our workplace, people in our neighborhoods the people in our towns the people you know other hockey parents or soccer parents or people at the curling club or whatever you belong to do they know that you're a christian and you serve god how do they know because you told them or because of your behavior because of your attitude towards things because of how you um approach and see other people right that's that's taking that transformed creature out into the world.
0: Yes. And then even more so I'm thinking of, can they tell by your comments on Facebook, on social media, by what you post on Instagram, by, you know, that's also another piece of, can they tell you've been transformed? Mm-hmm. Or are you flowing with that culture? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how-, how are you
1: active? How do you act at the grocery store if someone butts in front of you or in traffic? You know, do you have a Jesus bumper sticker and still, you know, having road rage? Like, oh. right? Like, can people tell that you are that transformed Christian? Because I'm pretty sure God says we are to be out there. Right. We are to be out there for him. Not being conformed to the world. I mean, Jesus says we're going to be persecuted. We're The world's going to hate us if we are like him. Right? Yeah. Reminds me of the scripture. You can tell me where it is. I think it's in John, maybe. <laughs> where he says that if we belong to the world, then the world will love us because we belong to them. But if we belong to Jesus, the world's going to hate us because... The world hated him. Right. Right? That will be persecuted because of righteousness. And if we're not facing persecution, and I don't mean getting shot. I mean, there are parts of the world where persecution is far greater than what you and I might ever experience here. But we should be getting some resistance. We should be getting some kind of blowback, back. Do you know what I mean? From certain people. People should notice. People should, you should see some reactions. That's right. I think.
0: And if you're not, my
1: question is are you too confirmed? Too conformed, I mean. To the world.
0: To the world.
1: And I'm asking myself that too.
0: Well, so a, a couple of things that have come to my mind as you've been sharing that is, um, you know, I think about when you squeeze something, what comes out. So when we are in pressure in the world around us, when we are under pressure for whatever reason that we're not happy with, right? You know, what comes out in the culture of the world is usually not pretty. They, you know, they come out with standing up for their own rights. They come Mm -hmm. out with... um, Vulgar stuff, they come out with, um, you know, meanness, you know, they spew nasty things to people, you know, and I'm in comparison to what the the two examples you used, you know, what cut someone cuts in front of you in the grocery store or traffic, you know, so one of my questions that I I have to challenge our listeners today is what comes out of you when you're squeezed? You know, Mm -hmm. are you conforming to that culture around you? But before we close this episode, I want to go back just for a minute of how do we get transformed? So I brought up two examples. Um, or you We have brought up a few examples of the worm to the butterfly, of the butterfly having to struggle out of the cocoon. I, I mentioned that I've heard many teachings that cocoon is the love of God. Um, You know, in Ephesians, it talks about we put off that old man and we became a new man when we've, um, you know, we crossed over from the old man to the new man with salvation or born again or choosing to believe or God adopted us. There's so many scriptures that talk about that transformation. So we've transformed from the old man to the new man. Right. And I mentioned in the beginning, you know, who I was in before my 1990 experience and who I am now are very different. Transformation has been a process. And I think sometimes I have to go back into the cocoon because there's a little bit of a worm coming back. But I think individually, that transformation doesn't just happen From going to church, that transformation doesn't just happen because we're told so. There is that time that I believe that we have to choose to be intentional in how we spend our time or some of our time. We need to wrap ourselves in that cocoon. We need to be intentional and sit before the Lord. You know soaking prayer used to be a big thing where you put on instrumental music and you uh submitted your mind and yourself to the the presence of god and and you know transforming you him speaking on the inside of you. It wasn't just about going to services it wasn't just about doing your daily Bible reading, but there was a time that you allowed that transformation to happen in the presence of God. Because that transformation doesn't just happen in the church building. You know, I, we've said it over and over. Joyce Meyer has said it over and over. Going to church doesn't make you transformed into that Christian any more than sitting in a garage is going to make you a car. There has to be an intentional wrapping in that cocoon to be transformed. Right. So
1: and I, I like what you said, Kim, about sometimes you need to go back to that cocoon. Yes. Because unlike the butterfly who leaves the cocoon and that's it. I mean, we're not butterflies. We're people. And we do throughout our lives, um, sometimes throughout every day, we need to jump back into that that cocoon state. We need to get alone. We need to sit with God and say, do something with this. Right or take something to that cocoon and say, God, I don't want this in my life anymore. Can you help me get rid of it? Can you change me? Right. I think that's an important point that you're making that we do need every once in a while to get alone with God. Yes, and just and listen to Him or sit and submit ourselves
0: to Him. Yes, so that He can do the transformation. And that was my second point was how do we lose our wings? How do we end up being back into that worm state? And I believe it's because we've been too much time in the other culture without wrapping ourselves in the cocoon. And, you know, sometimes who you hang out with does matter. If you spend too much time in the culture of the world or listening to the complainings and the murmurings of people in your workplace or in your church or in your family or in your political group, uh, you know, when we get too much time in that worldly culture and the way it operates, it won't be very long. You won't notice it day one. You might not notice it day two, but if you have not been having cocoon time, you are going to find you are very much back like the worm crawling on the world with the world mentality, the world perspective, and you're not flying. Need right. to be transformed by the renewing of your mind, by Wrapping in the love of God in that cocoon so that we can fly in the new culture and the new kingdom transformed because people will say, oh my goodness, why aren't you saying anything? You felt like that last week at work and you can say, I got alone with God and he kicked my butt and I re, and you know, I can't be like that. That hurts God's heart if I talk about my co-workers that way, my customers that way, my husband that way, my children that way, my neighbor that way, because you had some cocoon time, you got transformed. It's an ongoing thing. It must begin with salvation, but it's an ongoing thing that we check ourselves, that we're not so well adjusted to our culture that we fit into it without thinking, that we have to set our attention on God so that we are changed from the inside out and that we recognize what he wants from us and we quickly respond to it because God will bring the breast out of me and out of you and out of our listeners because that's what God does because he wants us to fly in freedom. So, do you have any other comment, Sharon, as we close this episode?
1: I do. Um, it occurs to me as as we're speaking and we're we're wrapping up that Jesus was the Son of God. You know, He came down from heaven. You know, He was that connected to God. He was the only perfect person who could pay for our sins on the cross. I mean, think about who Jesus was. But he surrounded himself every day with people of the world. Right? But he spent time alone every day with God. So many times the Bible says Jesus went away to pray. Jesus went someplace to be alone and pray. He rose early in the morning and went up on the mountain and prayed. Right? If Jesus needed that time to stay where he was, instead of being too conformed to the world around him, then Lord knows I do, right yes. and I, I He tells us often to spend time in the world word he spent tells us often to to be in his presence, and I think you know when we think about the example of Jesus, that's what God says to do that
0: that's right.
1: it's necessary. It's essential to stay connected to the kingdom.
0: Yes. So here is our conclusion. If you are feeling like a worm crawling on this earth, I challenge you, we challenge you to take time to go and get wrapped up in that cocoon and to be transformed And fly out in the world that he has you in. You are meant to be a child of God who is a transformed creature flying in this world for others to notice. You are living in a different culture. Don't get sucked back down into worm mentality. Amen. So we thank you, we bless you for sharing with others to spread the word and spread our wings. We bless you for leaving encouraging words, writing them, speaking them, not to, uh, just to us, but to everywhere. When you are commenting on your social media, we challenge you to be encouraging to be like Jesus. And we bless you for being with us. And until next time, be blessed and be a blessing.